0: Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter to our clients, from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Olivia Fraser, Global Head of Markets 360 at BNP Paribas, and I'm joined today by Trevor Allen, our Head of Sustainability Research. Today, we will discuss the proposal from the EU Commission to include power generated from natural gas and nuclear power plants in the EU taxonomy. It's Thursday morning in London on the 20th of January, 2022. Trevor, I think a lot of people were surprised by this EU proposal, but from my conversations with you before, you were not. What are the key details we need to know about this proposal?
1: Thank you, Olivia. The EU Commission has set an ambitious goal to reduce emissions by 55% by 2030. On top of this, the EU Commission has already set the goal to consume around 32% of its electricity from renewable sources by 2030, and under the Fit for 55 proposal, the EU will look to increase this goal from 32% to 40, 40% still by 2030. This means that even after 2030, the EU Commission is expecting to generate more than 50% of its electricity from non-renewable sources. Partly this is due to the intermittency of renewable energy such as solar and wind, and the high cost to deploy utility-scale battery storage. This means that in order to secure electricity for its residents, the EU will need to consume some form of on-demand electricity generation, such as coal, nuclear gas, or biomass powered plants. Natural gas power plants need to be permitted before the end of 2030 and nuclear power plants will need to be permitted prior to the end of 2045 in order to be taxonomy eligible under this new plan. Further, Nuclear must ensure that there are appropriate plans for the disposal of waste, and gas powered plants must ensure that they are replacing aging and less efficient plants and have plans to actually shift to renewable or low carbon power plants by the end of 2035.
0: But why label the technologies at all? Why not just leave it out and allow the taxonomy to remain purely for green power generation?
1: That is the question everyone keeps asking. Why? From my view, This is the Commission attempting to increase transparency, which is what investors always say they want. The Commission wants to ensure the message is clear. That message is the EU needs newly developed power to replace their aging infrastructure, and this replacement capacity should be in the form of solar, wind, nuclear, or natural gas power. These are not financial incentives, but rather steerage for utilities, developers, and investors to understand what the EU Commission expects in terms of power development. This helps to ensure that the infrastructure built today will help to achieve 2030 targets as well as targets yet to be set for 2035, 2040 and beyond.
0: How do you see this developing for investors? What are the pros and cons?
1: Well, the benefit is clarity and alignment. Investors, developers and utilities now have a clear view of what what would be considered taxonomy eligible, which will further inform what can be included under the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, SFDR, particularly for Article 8 and Article 9 funds. This alignment will help to ensure that proper infrastructure funding for securing natural gas is developed further, for example, by creating more regasification plans for LNG. Supply chain development also needs to become more robust for solar, wind and nuclear development as well, with all of these projects reliant on underlying commodities from polysilicon to aluminium to steel to concrete, all so that prices stay competitive and commodity tightness does not shift.
0: And the shortfalls. What is the downside?
1: The downside is twofold. First, new build natural gas plants will need to be permitted by the end of 2030, and they will need to have plans to be able to switch to renewable or low carbon power plants by 2035. This means there will likely be additional investment needed to update them after less than one third of their total operational life cycle. This could discourage additional gas power plants from being developed. Second, we could see different standards emerge that all claim to be the pinnacle of green investment. For example, it is possible now that the EU Green Bond Standard may need to include natural gas and nuclear power plants as eligible projects. However, the International Capital Markets Association, the ICMA Green Bond Standard, may not recognize these projects as they clearly do not recognize them today as being green bond eligible. This could lead to a rift where investors use different standards and the definition of green becomes ambiguous.
0: Is there any sign of clarity or hope on the horizon?
1: Yes, batteries are the key to drastically increasing the use of renewable electricity. Using solar power generated during midday – or wind power generated overnight when demand is low, and shifting this stored power for use during peak times in the morning and in the evening is the key to reducing the prominence of fossil fuels in the energy stack. But as we know, the problem is that batteries are years away from being cost-effective for utility-scale deployment. So for now, we must ensure that the definition of green is clear for investors today. But likewise, we should aspire to have a stricter definition of green for the future once storage technology has developed further and we have more options for reliable clean energy.
0: Thank you Trevor for joining me and thank you everyone for listening. This communication should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this communication does not constitute research or a recommendation from BNP Paribas or any of its affiliates. The communication is only directed at persons to whom it may lawfully be communicated. The BNP Paribas does not provide any financial, economic, legal, accounting or tax advice in this communication. The information available at https://market360.bnpparibas.com